0: Welcome to episode number 151 of the Towel Light Talk Podcast. This is Casey.
1: And this is Chris.
0: And we got some to get into. <laughs> and, and, then that's it. Hi. We got some, we got some stuff to talk about today. Um,
1: Dude, there's a slew of news out there.
0: You know what? There is. It was weird because, like, when we first started coming up with this episode, there wasn't a lot of news, and then it just seems like the last couple days, it's been pretty much nonstop. So, um, but let's go. So, Marvel, top of the top of the stack here. There's been a lot of back and forth about uh, Jeremy Renner staying on in the role of Hawkeye after he threatened to kill himself and his wife. Um, apparently, he's still Hawkeye.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Did he, I don't know. That's not off for us to judge. Um, and usually if it was as bad as it was coming off in the media, you can't, you know, these days it's tough. <laughs> yeah. this These days it's tough. There's all this, like, you got to bring this stuff up if it would have been like a lot of evidence, he would have been thrown off of Disney project immediately. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know that this, this is a very interesting time we live in. Um, I just don't want to see people's careers get ruined. That's it.
0: Right. And I think this is one of those situations where it's a little bit of, um, they don't want to pull another James gun. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like what you do on your personal life, as long as he's not explicitly, uh, talking trash about Disney and et cetera, it's like, you know and maybe the dude decided to go seek like co- you know counseling etc yeah. so it's just i didn't want that to happen when i heard about this um because i think he actually does add a lot to the character um and i and i enjoy him in the role mm-hmm. so you know obviously i also don't want him like trying to kill himself and his wife so
1: <laughs> yeah we can do without that
0: yeah we can do without that <clears throat> so anyway um, Can you take this one?
1: Yeah, so I was just digging for Marvel news since we didn't have any this morning. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Um, usually we have at least something coming out of the Marvel TV and movie-verse. But um, this is just kind of cleaning up uh, loose ends. Uh, you know, Tim Miller had that movie 143, a.k.a. the Kitty Pride movie in the works, apparently. It's dead, of course. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything moving over to Marvel, you know, over the marvel cinematic universe there ain't no room for this weird fun they were trying to have when it was all fox so moving right. on moving on yeah i just want a kitty pride pirate movie that's that's what i want now and you know what who knows
0: with what's going mm-hmm. on uh with kevin feige taking over as c-o-o-o-o or whatever the heck you want to call it um who knows mm-hmm. maybe maybe this is a thing that happens Maybe he decides that he wants to tie that comic book uh with the movies, and I don't know, so it'd be cool after reading that first issue of Marauders you really do you see it instantly yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, as I think you said it, it was like the greatest like idea for the x men version like ever
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 it is, and it's like i really i really hope that they um I really hope that they just don't go, like, full, um, you know what I'm saying here, full origin on us. I really hope that they treat it um, kind of like we're all very, we've been dealing with X-Men since the 60s. You know, let's just, let's act like they've been around or so. You know, there's certain ways to do this without going full origin story.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take this one too? <laughs> yeah, I'll
1: just, you want me to just leave this? <laughs>
0: Why don't you just take this entire thing?
1: I, I will, I will. So, um, you know, after J.K. Simmons miraculously appeared as J.J. Uh, Jameson again in the, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies as, you know, returning into his role that he was born to play. Um, okay. They've been having some fun online um, with these dailybugle.net uh, videos. And so the second one uh, just popped up uh, recently. So I didn't. This is one. This wasn't just a one and done thing. It looks like they're doing a whole series of these. Which uh, now that Spider-Man is staying in the universe, this is even better. So yeah, this is I, great. Great stuff. Great stuff. Keep, keep it going, people. Yeah, Everything. bringing him back was one of the best things they could have ever done. So um, yeah. I love that they're embracing it, and they're embracing it more like. Multimedia thing instead of just a newspaper, you know, I think that's smart. That's what the the, the video game did. Um, so yeah, they even smart.
0: did it in, um, honestly, they even did it in Ultimate uh Spider Man. Okay, it gets changed over like he realizes that newspapers are dead, like after he almost dies, and mm-hmm. they decide to go online. Now, at that time, podcasts weren't as big, etc., but yeah, I thought cool. that was really cool. Yeah, um.
1: Awesome. All right. Next? Yep. And cool. last up, uh, just quick little thing. We should be seeing some uh, tidbits from the Falcon Winter Soldier show as production has begun. So uh, they shared day one photo, and you know, this this Disney Plus uh, these shows are coming at us sooner than later. So uh, you know, Disney Disney Plus launches in 12 days. Uh, I'm very excited, um, and I'm very excited to, for these Marvel shows to start populating on there as well. So um yeah pumped pumped pay pay three dollars a month for that stuff (laughs) i know it's just it's it's the future
0: (laughs) which you know we'll continue to talk about until it's not but yes it's it's crazy (laughs) well just just that disney is yes out of control just oh they Um,
1: they actually have full control (laughs) so um that's it so let's uh let's jump over the pond uh over the DC TV and Movie News uh with the Arrowverse. We knew that a you know we're still waiting to see if the 2020 show uh, has been announced yet. You know Green Arrow and Birds of Prey was announced. Uh I'm sorry. Green Arrow and the Canaries was announced and um you know they've been talking about this Superman Lois show for a while. Um there was that idea for the Lois Lane Lex Luthor show by the Gotham creators for a while there without a Superman. Um and Tyler Hocham, you know, became Superman within the um the Arrowverse. So um so they're gonna be they're gonna be doing that show with him and I forgot what her name is, the chick from um Grim. From Grim, yeah, Bitsy or whatever they, whatever her nickname is. But um this show is in development for the CW, uh which is a, kind of a no-brainer. Uh, this was going to happen eventually. And it's going to be a family show. So I don't know if they're going to be bringing in, you know, they went on a, a big journey across the cosmos. Uh, they're going to come back with a kid. Uh, you know, John Kent is a big character right now in the comics, um, you know, with Bendis' run and now going into Legion of Superheroes. So I believe that they're going to they're gonna probably bring John Kent into the Arrowverse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not for me, but, you know,
1: cool uh, <laughs> no then. it's you know what i i think that this scope of show is 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 a little bit bigger than the rest of them he is a much bigger hero um you know he is he is bigger than all of every wow. single hero yep. in the Arrowverse. he is combined I mean, combined superman. so <laughs> yeah. we've had superman shows you know throughout the years i've always you know whatever um we haven't established you know we have established cast. So that's, that's the other good thing. Um, So I would like to see now that they've, they've teased the Legion. They've, you know, if they bring John Kenton, how much are they going to go into the Legion of superheroes realm of things? So um, yeah, as a DC fan, this is, this is pretty good news for me. So good.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Uh, You know, it's just, it's, it's what we have been talking about every week for a while now. It's just that these shows, like, and, you know, we're going to talk about it even later on in the episode. It's just like, shouldn't they just get their own channel at this point?
1: Like, you're just you're taking over all of the CW and it's like, come on, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm i just going to always throw it back at you. It's, it's free. I know it's free. It's free. Know. You know, it's like one of the best, it is one of the best things that they could do to get the DC um you know characters out there. Um you want to you wanna get you wanna get these names in every household. Um, you know, these warps your characters, um storylines, whatever. You know, they may not be like we just said, these shows were all we had for years. And they were the first like real you know, after you know Smallville started taking superhero stuff kind of seriously at the end there. More yeah. more fantastical episodes um outside you normal know, CW realm of things, how they treat things, um, you know, these do to a certain extent, uh, but they still fall within the realm of that typical CW feel show. So, um, like we said, the ones that are streaming services, they, they are they're superior because of, you know, budget, writing, um, episode count, all that stuff. So it's just now that DC Universe is doing things and we're about to talk about HBO Max doing things. These shows are they are they're good for what they are, but you know what? Once you can uh, get into the more you know grown up these shows, um, as I want to put it, I guess that's that's what I've been waiting for. So um, yeah, that's it. And that kind of just leads into this next thing: Batwoman gets a full season order for twenty two episodes. Um, I I don't know, man. Um, this show does they,
0: not deserve.
1: They, not even that, that they show. deserve they. They should just say, hey, 15 episodes. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, You know, yeah. Black Lightning does it. Legends does it. And also, um, I don't need seven more episodes of of time-wasting. So, um, I don't know. Whatever. If you love those shows, good. I still enjoy them for the most part. I'll watch and read and whatever. But let's talk about HBO Max, man, because some big announcements coming out of that. It's a little confusing with the DC Universe and what they have going on. But um, So, great, Berlanti. Um, it's been announced that he's working on both a Green Lantern series and something called Strange Adventure, which will be more of an anthology series based around different characters from the DC lore. Um, so that's very exciting because both of these shows, which you would think they were going to get a lot more uh, money thrown at them. Um, especially even, I, I would imagine even more being on HBO Max versus even DC Universe, but that begs the question. Should they be having two separate entities? I know there's been a lot of stuff in the news lately about that, but should there be? Should we have to pay for two different services from WB? I don't think so.
0: I, I don't think so. And I I would imagine... Here's the thing. You know, I went through the forums the other day over at DC Universe to do a little research before we did this episode. And the consensus is that everybody really likes DC Universe who's on it. Mm-hmm. And the, the main reason they do it is for the community, which is actually non toxic, and for the comics side of things.
1: Yeah. And they're very
0: good at incorporating, you know, when a new Titans drops and they introduce a new character, then they'll show up a bunch of comics, you know, for the origins of that character, etc. cetera. Yep. Um, so I think people are okay staying with DC Universe as its own thing. The problem is is that if you're not going to share something like Strange Adventure or obviously the Green Lantern core um, between the two of them, that's where it's a big disservice is because DC Universe is touted as everything DC, Mm -hmm. but except for CW, except for Green Lantern. And that's where it's going to be a little bit more like, well... Am I paying for everything, DC? Because it doesn't really sound like it. And that's where I have an issue.
1: Yeah, no, I I I I completely agree with you. And you know, the other thing was it's like, oh, hey, we're sending all these the newer DC movies to HBO Max. So that's the same Ugh. thing. Because that was the question, like, where do these, where does Aquaman and Shazam and and the shitty Justice League movie and those shitty ones before that and Man of Steel show up, you know? So um where do these movies show up if not on DC universe and why do you have two different services? Like we, you know, like we just asked, but yeah, it's just weird. Um, and the fact that like we've, we, we did mention previously on a show about doom patrol season two being a shared show between the two. So I really, I really don't think it's going to be two different entities eventually because they want to compete with the pricing on Disney plus, um, Disney Plus will find some way to roll Marvel Unlimited into it eventually. Guaranteed.
0: Game over. Guaranteed. For sure. You mm-hmm. have to. You yep. have to. Yeah. There's no way around it. Um so yeah, uh whatever. I guess we just kind of What's the last part there though? Just... Uh there's
1: another show uh called DC Superhero High um that is also coming to H- HBO Max. So that's kind of um whatever <laughs> you know Elf, what? an elseworld tale for a different another generation like we've always said like they do a good job yep. tapping into the different age groups and i yep. think that's another thing that's going to really speak to their longevity and the, you know as a company
0: yeah yeah i agree so um yeah this one sounded like it's it basically sounds like x-men but um <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like a bunch of superheroes who they're actually you know what it sounds like it's it's a mix between X-Men and superhero or sky high, which is still an amazing Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Danielle Panabaker. I remember you and I went and saw that in the theater. Actually.
1: We, did. we um,
0: did. So anyway, um, yeah, it's not a lot like that where they're like children of superheroes and have to deal with their powers, etc. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um,
1: so next up, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the movie verse, uh, you know, there had been a rumor, not rumor, but, you know, Jeffrey Wright was, um, spec- was speculating that he was going to be Commissioner Gordon. And now it's finally confirmed that he is going to be Commissioner Gordon. Um, I think that, um, you know, this is a, it's a great casting. I love Jeffrey Wright. Um, and I think, you know, this really does say, hey, this has nothing to do with the movies that came before.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a rumor. It's confirmed. He's awesome casting. We love it.
1: It's great. I mean, I like J.K. Simmons. Don't get me wrong. I would have taken that, but he's much oh, better. As... I, I, I would take J.K. Simmons for sure. But he's J.J. Jameson, so sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> then uh, last up today, uh, Joker is now the, the biggest R-rated money maker movie of all time. Yeah. And it was funny when... Um, Ryan Reynolds sent a little congratulatory uh, thing to on social media for that as well when they sur- when they surpassed Deadpool. So hey, that that's huge. That's um, you know we talked about this movie. <laughs> Was it going to be successful? Did we need it? You know, I guess those answers are mostly answered at this point. So or those questions mostly answered at this point.
0: Yeah, it's um. I can't say I'm surprised. It's it. I'll tell you why it's a little surprising is because most of the time when you get movies that are that big R-rated, it's a genre movie. Mm. And yes, I know that this is a comic book movie, but it's also not. I mean, mm. this is really like if Taxi Driver made I don't even know eight hundred million dollars or whatever it is right now. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's actually a little bonkers to me,
1: <laughs> and not
0: in a bad way. Just no. like I wish I was shocked. Genuinely, like, wow, this is really making some stuff here.
1: Yeah. I mean, they do have the benefit of it being the Joker. Um, you know, the Joker may be as big as a name as most PC, you know, superheroes um, outside of Batman and Superman. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's it was, the name, the name is the draw as well. Yeah. You know, so it is kind yeah. of like that. But this also say, this also kind of says, hey, you know, back back when there was no comic book movies, there were, but they weren't super popular, when The Dark Knight did all this, and then Heath Ledger's death, they say, well, that really propelled that movie to, um, you know, the money it made. Well, more or less. Um, I think people do love The Joker, and I think that people do want to see these kind of insane, non marvel universe movies because they do set themselves apart from what you know what is out there and that's having a super violent movie that is controversial that's one way to do it yeah
0: yep hundred (laughs) percent so uh
1: let's let's roll over to the funny books uh let's talk comics uh a little bit marvel news here uh we're gonna get the you know, we've been talking about this as well uh, with House of X and Powers of X. Um, you know, very, very early in that, um, the, the X-Men approached uh, the Fantastic Four. They talked about Franklin Richards. Franklin Richards is one of the strongest mutants ever. Um, and it looks like in February of 2020, there's going to be a crossover between the two teams. And maybe we'll start embracing just how strong Franklin Richards is
0: yeah um you know we something's gonna happen probably next year, next summer, you know what I mean, like for a big event where things are really gonna reach a boiling point with those two entities um and I'm really c- curious to see like how the mutants start to unravel mm-hmm. because we, we know it's happening, spoiler alert, but they told us, and you know, is Franklin Richards one of the most powerful mutants like going to have something to do with it? Does he team up with Magneto? I don't know. But things are... I, I just can't wait to keep seeing what, what they decide to do with uh, what Hickman has really rebooted and relaunched and just did all the great things for this XMF series. series.
1: No, yeah, not only that. I mean, his Fantastic Four yeah, and Future exactly. Foundation run was exactly. unprecedented as well. And it's like, we talk about... A lot of people talk about... Um, Comics in the old days, and the influence that they have today and the longevity of stories and the storytelling and now it's like sometimes we we feel that they, they tell a story it has no major implications it's supposed to it doesn't do anything over. I think that hickman's you know the way he writes um and the way he creates and really kind of works things in is is very you know similar to how storytelling used to be, and it's very you know that's that's the other, that's the argument against him is that people think it's a little convoluted and and, and long and and whatnot but <laughs> you know it's it, if you can't read it then maybe you, maybe you should go back to reading like the the comics and the newspaper so i don't know now, i like complicated stories and that's and, i mean i know. think
0: part of the pr- the problem is is that i i i will say you know on both sides it is convoluted and it is complicated but there is a place for that um in comics and you know i think it's a little hard sometimes for people to get their head around it who have been reading the same comics for 60 years plus and when you start throwing out some very heavy sci-fi storylines it's you know it can go over people's head but there's a you know there's also 18 different X-Men stories, and you know, one that's about pirates isn't convoluted. <laughs> it's just, it's just fun. So,
1: oh, It all made sense to me. All right. <laughs> so yeah, check that out in February. Uh, that looks exciting. Um, yeah. Next up, Spider-Man Noir, uh, made much more popular by Nicolas Cage's uh, rendition in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, yeah. For sure, yeah. So that you know that that was a pretty cool series. Back uh, it's been a while now since that came out. Uh, so we're getting a new five issue mini series coming in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, you know, cool. But, yep. <laughs>
1: uh, next up, Alex Ross, uh, known for his epic, epic, epic comic series. Uh, looks like we're going to get a Marvel anthology uh, limited series from him. It's not a whole lot about it right now, but, uh, you know, he did Marvels, which was an amazing series. Um, and this looks right up that alley. So, um, there's a lot of art out there for it right now. Uh, so check that out. And I will always take, you know, I'll take, I'll take anything from Alex Ross to be honest with you. Six issue limited series.
0: Yeah. And, um, the interior for number two is done by Dan Brayerton Mm -hmm. who, um, he did, uh... Oh,
1: gosh. Flare? Huh? <laughs> it looks like It looks like the Flare card art.
0: No, 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 no. He did this comic called The Nocturnals, okay. which is about, like, these... They're basically, like, Halloween-type characters. Um, very awesome. Like, very awesome, The Nocturnals. And then uh, Thrill Killer, which is another really good... I, I've actually read quite a bit of his stuff. Um, and... He does a lot of stuff on Kickstarter, so you know. Now that I, we'll talk about that. But like being Kickstarter all the time, you have to you have to see Dan Brayerton stuff. Uh-uh. Amazing, amazing artwork. Like his stuff looks like it's not Alex Ross's style. It's a different style, but it looks a little bit more like Norman Rockwell meets Halloween. <laughs> like I guess that would be my my closest like uh, mix <laughs> yeah. of
1: what he kind of looks like. So. Yeah, Uh, all those drawings look like they could be on a card from the 90s. That's what it looks like to me. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. But that's exactly where the art looks to me. It's neat. Um, All right, let's move on over to DC. Uh, Joe Hill's Basketful of Heads, number one, just came out this week. Uh, It's getting some great reviews. I really wanted to read it before this cast. I just haven't had a chance. Um, But, you know, this is the first of many of DC's latest imprints called Hill House Comics. So, you know, check it out uh check out what's coming soon if you like horror comics this looks bonkers
0: yeah you know joe hill's been in it for a while um you know lock and key and i don't even know what else he just keeps putting out comics i know he did a couple recently too and obviously working on creep show tv show he's got movies so yeah it's gotten really good um really good reviews so i want
1: to absolutely sure. absolutely uh just a little news here um there was a little confusion about when birds of prey uh, the new Brian Azzaro, azarello series was going to hit uh, it was scheduled for actually it was scheduled for this week's release originally uh, but it's it is moved to January solicitation so we had mentioned that earlier um but yeah that book is definitely moving to January Okay, good. And last up here with DC, uh, it was announced for February solicitations. Wonder Woman's seven fifties coming out, uh, sixty year celebration. Uh so I think that's that's pretty awesome. A lot of yeah. a lot of creators uh attached to this. Actually I don't know, I think it's more than sixty years to be honest with you. I think it's the forties.
0: No, she reaches her eightieth in twenty twenty one. Okay,
1: so it's the character does
0: um so yeah the 750 issue maybe but i
1: think she was introduced before that so we're looking at about 80 years of wonder woman so just like we've seen with uh you know action comics 1000 detective comics 1000 (laughs) all these things have been lined up to um come out in a major you know uh anniversary year of all their main characters so this is the last one of the trilogy uh trinity uh big big team of uh collect um creators on this one and you know it looks pretty awesome i'll be picking that up
0: oh yeah for sure 100 percent. like almost every single person who's ever worked on on wonder woman is mm-hmm. doing it so yeah i'm uh i'm excited about that absolutely i can take this one i would hope so <laughs> uh so everybody uh Hollowed issue number two um is live on kickstarter right now. so i don't know when you're listening to this but doesn't matter go get it <laughs> because it's uh you know the second issue in the continuing series of detectives vasquez and tyler as they hunt down a brutal serial killer that howls out its victims in uh upstate new york um one thing is like over this weekend, I am doing a uh, early bird tier, <laughs> which you get a ton of stuff. Like you get the first issue of Hollow, the second issue of Hollow printed, digital copies, and fairy, another Defat Comics creation, postcards, all this fun stuff for seven dollars. But that's just going on for another for you guys. By the time you're listening to it, maybe. You know a day and a half so if not you can still get tons of great stuff for five bucks on up and um, this comic books gonna blow your face off so I highly suggest you check out the the Hollowed issue to uh, Kickstarter and I did also want to give a shout out to another independent creator um, that is Matthew Kund on his comic book the reset um, it's kind of a really cool, uh, like idea for a comic book that I, I, you know, I wanted to highlight for you guys. So what if, what if time travel was doable, but it had to be for everyone and they all had to decide on the point in time we, as a planet, where we'd be going back to. And then if someone did have that ability, it would make them pretty po- uh, powerful. So maybe even corruptible. Mm. <laughs> so, um is an interesting uh idea and i thought that was really cool and that comic book uh kickstarter is going on for just a few more days so check out the reset on kickstarter as well um so just a couple indie highlights there from our crowd sorcery collection and uh it's a good time to take a quick commercial break
1: DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, the only place to travel geekly.
0: Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics our reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Alright, we are back after those succulent commercials, and I just really wanted to uh, drop a little thing about Netflix. I don't know if you got this in the email recently. uh, Survey about their prices and content. Did you get that? You no, know what
1: I I don't know if I did or not. When I saw this on here, I was kind of pissed that I haven't seen something like this because yeah. I've been a Netflix member. I don't even know when, man. Like when it first started. So it's I I have
0: been since 2006.
1: Yeah, I've been probably I think before that maybe. I don't I don't even know. No, that's like the- then that's the yeah. beginning because that's as far back as I can remember as far as like getting a disc sent to my house, but yeah. Um, it was before I moved to New York, even uh, New York City. So it was really like, I, you know what? These kind of things should be like in my face if I need to be taking a survey, because I'm one person who's gonna be very, you know, I'm always yelling about how much I got paid for Netflix at this point <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the streaming right. wars. So yeah.
0: So I did it, and it was very much like, would you, you know. How many times does the pricing go up? How many times did it go up on Hulu? Uh, you know, are you joining HBO? Like, are you going to do Disney Plus? Like, should they have raised their prices? And you know, how much do you pay? And I was just like, you know, and it was like, why? And yeah, you know, I was like, you know, you did it because you want to make more content, but without merchandising, I don't think you could have. You can justify going up again hmm. anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I mean, you know, it did it. It was probing questions, too. It was very specific towards the other streaming service launching. And um, do you think that they made a mistake with uh
1: with the pricing, which they did? Yeah, they're 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 kind of moronic in this in this aspect. It's like they they knew what they're they knew they made these mistakes. So um, do you need my feedback to yell at you? Yeah, sure. I'll find that survey and yell at them. But, you know, what? I thought about at least three times this week getting rid of Netflix. Um Because I'm just like, I don't use it that often. Um, And when I do use it, it's like, I just turn it on. So it's like, should I be paying, is it worth it for me to pay $15 to Netflix a month? Or should I be paying $15 to HBO a month? Because, you know, I'm getting a lot more, you know, content out of HBO at this point. Um, And then I shut that off and I don't need it. So that's kind of the game that I'm going to start playing with these these ones that just charge way too much um, who don't want to give you deals like DC did or Disney has, you know what I mean? It's, that's where they're, that's where they're really making us think, you know, when I can pay $3 for three years a month (laughs) for Disney, because I signed up early as a founder, that's great. But that really makes me think, why am I paying $15 for Netflix? So. Yeah. I mean,
0: is, is that, They didn't have enough foresight. I I still watch things on Netflix. Um, I still do think that they're a good content producer. But to that point, they also really, they got too, I don't know, heavy for their britches. I don't know what the heck the term is, but they basically- big for their britches. You're right. Yeah, yeah, they didn't think that there was going to be any competition. And then when competition started rearing its head, i.e. Disney, instead of being smart- thinking oh maybe we should do things to help our our current subscribers and give them a reason to stay with us they kind of raised the prices and i <laughs> didn't think for, you know far enough in, in the future to say "Ooh, maybe that's going to turn some people off especially when uh you know you know disney drops that price of like you said like three bucks four bucks a month and it's like you guys made a big mistake, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so that's it. I just thought that that was really curious, and uh so moving on though, uh we got some TV news um I don't watch this show the one hundred should be um,
1: that's what everybody says. everybody says you should be watching this show. I've been wanting to watch this show um and it's garnered a freaking prequel, so. <laughs> I, I mean, seven years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean? and um,
0: and so anyways, it's it's a prequel set almost a hundred years before what happens in this post-apocalyptic future. Um, it's you know the previews always look crazy. Like it mm-hmm. it looks like uh that sweet movie that I love so much, um Doomsday, yep. a little bit. Um, so it's just like I think what happened is I got intimidated by that number of like you know, six or seven years when I was really paying attention to the previews and I was like, oof, do I really want to, you know, go back and do this? And I, I think that was the issue. So at some point I do, and I will, but, uh, you know, there's so much content there right now. It's just
1: probably. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Hard not to do it. Uh, case in point, uh, Nancy Drew gets a full season. order. <laughs> So, you know, another twenty-two episodes of that coming to to Netflix or to CW? Is that what you we're saying?
1: Yeah, man. Let's get to full season ups, full season order because it's it's been getting good reviews, I guess. Um, and so, I actually I've been recording it. I just haven't watched it because it was something Aaron wanted to watch. So we're going to be working on that soon. Yeah, Gets that full hundred episode. Full- full season order.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just wild. Just wild. So anyway, um, that's an option for you to watch as well. (laughs) Um, I didn't get to see this. There's a preview for Dracula. Yeah. Um, brought to you by Stephen Moffat and the other guy who does Sherlock. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head right now. Did you watch this preview? I I did. I posted
1: it it on Monday. Um, Ah. so yes, I did watch it. Um, It's um, it's snagged my attention and I, uh, I, I intend on watching it. Um, There's just a little bit of an, like, it's kind of up in the air when and where you can watch it um, because it is going to, it's coming out in December, I believe on, on BBC in England. um, And there's no real word onto when we can watch it in the America. So um, we'll have to stay tuned for that, but it looks good be honest um
0: yeah. yeah okay yeah i mean obviously you know i love sherlock i love what they do with that mm-hmm. and uh, i love vampires so <laughs> i guess you know we got what, what's coming out that we just talked about the other day like his oh, dark oh his dark materials
1: comes monday monday yeah
0: so it's just like gosh there's so much um so game of thrones News in general is pretty big this week. We'll talk a bit more about it later on, but uh, the prequel series is now dead, um, but they are going ahead um, with the other prequel series, I guess, uh, House of the Dragon. Um, that's going to get a series order. That's going to be the one that's actually more in line with uh, George R. R. Martin and Ryan Condell. So um, they passed on the Naomi Lot. Uh, Naomi Watts-led Game of Thrones prequel, mm. which sucks because I think that sounded good, Yeah, actually. That was the one that was like more fantasy, it sounded like, like with the those tree character things. <laughs> but anyway, this one's based on Fire and Blood and uh, House of the Dragon, we'll see. It's about the Targaryens, right? Yes. Like 300 years before the events of the Game of Thrones that we know.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's interesting that that they couldn't do both shows. I I really don't know why. Um, you know, well, that yeah. means that show wasn't good. That's why,
0: because they made a pilot. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Hmm, that's too bad.
0: Yeah, that's that's what's going on.
1: Okay. Well, whatever is this oh. HBO Max or HBO? Both. I mean, they're the same now. Okay. That's right. That's right. So, yes. Actually, I did read that the other day. If you subscribe to, like, HBO Now uh, through HBO, you're going to get that free upgrade to HBO Max when it comes out. So make sure you're not yep. subscribing through Amazon or anything else that, you know, kind of just um, takes money away right, from Right, exactly. It. So do what I do. Buy it from HBO directly. Get your HBO Max in February. When is it?
0: Um, Q one twenty twenty. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Um, PS View. Didn't you subscribe to this server? I did,
1: I did, and then I moved over to the superior YouTube TV. Well, go yeah, on. because it sucked. Yeah, yeah sorry guys. Um, uh, PlayStation View. Uh, I don't think it was a very good marketing thing. You probably shouldn't have called it. Just get. You should have taken the freaking PlayStation name out of it. I think it's kind of confusing um but you know it didn't do well they're trying to they're trying to sell it off right now and now it's going to get the service be shut down on the 31st of january next year rest in peace
0: Mm. (laughs) pieces (laughs) yeah, pieces and finally tv news warren ellis and powerhouse animation um and adi shankar the people all behind castlevania uh are going to be moving on to um heaven's forest uh, which is going to be an eight episode series that is s- inspired by the Hindu epic mm. Ramayana which is a sci-fi story set in indo-futuristic world um, whatever I'm there I didn't even need a plot but I you know I into- enjoy that we got one um I'm pumped man sounds great yeah
1: power animation is busy 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 um which is awesome cuz I haven't seen that good of like American anime, ever to be honest with you, and um, I'm really looking forward to their work on Master of the Universe. Um, I still need to watch Six Monos, I think that's or Sace Monos, whatever, yeah. man. And um, yeah, yeah, I love what they did on on Castlevania. So, yep, hundred percent, cannot wait. Or um... the Mexican anime, I forget what they are. I Forget. They double check that.
0: I can't remember. Yeah, Um, not Japanese. um, All right. So no, no, no. So let's move over to uh, some movie news. Can you take this first one? Because I actually didn't even read. Yeah,
1: I I don't even know if I care. Um, So Pirates of Caribbean and you know Johnny Depp's fading stardom um, has not really gone together very well lately. So Disney wants more pirates. So they're moving forward without debt, um, and they've they've hired Ted Elliott and Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin uh, to write uh, a new one. And so Elliott, you know, he co-wrote the screenplays for the first four Pirates films, um, and so this would be the sixth film in the series. And yeah. uh, they've been trying to uh, attempt to reboot at this since you know a couple of years ago. So this is kind of like. I don't know what they want to do with it. Um, it was a popular series, but you know what? I really don't think it's going to do that well. I mean, like, look what just happened with M- Maleficent. You know, it's like Disney's going to put all this money into these movies um, when people are just watching Marvel movies. So, it's it's tough, man. It is like I, I get it, but you gotta you gotta try something new. I think. Do we need more Pirates? Do people even like Pirates that much? Or was it Johnny Depp that sold it? You know what I mean? Because that's what I feel.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, I... I, Whatever. (laughs) Like, I love the first three Pirates movies personally. Four is okay. Five, I actually didn't even watch it yet, though I heard it's pretty good. So... you know, it's billions of dollars, and that's why. You know, even though we like to say, do we need more Transformers? Well, then you see Bumblebee, and you go, oh, yes, we do. You know what I mean? So if it's awesome, mm. then yes, we do. I just don't know.
1: <laughs> right. But this is also big yeah. saying, you know, with this whole new streaming thing, um, where should you really be spending your money? You know, are you going to take a loss at the box office because people aren't going to movies anymore? Or are you just going to make these things and throw them on your, your streaming service and market the hell out of them? Make merchandise and do just as well. I don't you know, who knows what's gonna happen in the future of multi multimedia like this.
0: Hmm. Yeah, speaking of, I just want to go real back to Nancy Drew and, and kind of the CW. Some new information dropped two days ago, which I just caught. Um, so like so Batwoman's getting that full season. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on HBO Max, as well as that Riverdale spinoff, Katie Keene. Mm -hmm. So basically what happens is the CW airs it, and then 30 days before the new season
1: comes to CW, Mm -hmm. it shows up on HBO Max. So unlike where it was awesome with Netflix, where it came out a week after the season finale, you have to wait until a week before the next season to watch it. So they're the ones that are getting these marketing rights, or the the, I guess the carrier rights for the shows after they air. Yeah, I think so. They'll probably end up
0: pulling from Netflix entirely. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, it's just so. So it says, "Batwoman" premiere this fall. It already has received a full season order and will have twenty two episodes available on HBO Max next September. Katie King debuts in mid-season, so that's a really weird situation. Like, I don't know how that happens with crossovers. Anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> weird, I think man. they need to get this okay.
1: straightened out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, so there's a new Grudge movie coming out with John Cho. Um, it's not, it's not a reboot. It's not a sequel. <laughs> it's just Kind of a grudge movie. Some of the Sarah <laughs> Michelle Geller
1: movie was the grudge.
0: That was a reboot of the you know, the one I don't you know, the other yes. one. The So this is just some other one. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do. There was two ring movies that were in order. That was like Michelle Geller and then another one that was a sequel to that. This is just its own separate grudge movie that doesn't seem to have its own relation to anything. <laughs> movie <laughs>
1: <That's amazing.
0: laughs> and then um finally uh the Mel family and, uh, <laughs> <land>. yeah <laughs> i couldn't think of the word um they worked on a movie called code eight uh which is coming out in december it's a full i don't it's a sequel right to the to the 10 minute short yeah
1: thing.
0: yeah looks cool absolutely looks like it had some money behind
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Those guys are working yeah. hard. This is kind of their passion project that they've been working on. So, um, yeah, it'll be cool to see this.
0: It, yeah, so it kind of looked a little bit like um, Push. A little bit. Push is kind of like X-Men. But this was like, you know what I mean? Remember that movie? I, with, I uh, do. That movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it went nowhere. So, anyway, yeah, Stephen Amell, Robbie Amell, they're working on this thing. So, it's cool. Um, in gaming news, can you take this one? I didn't read this.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, um, the next DLC for Borderlands 3 has been announced. It's called Takedown at Malawan. Uh, so it looks like it'll be, let's see, it'll hit PS4, Xbox One, and PC on November 21st, um, and like the ongoing Bloody Harvest event, um, this is going to be, you know, a seasonal event and, you know, you'll be getting special stuff from that. And, you know, this is just what they promised. So there's just more and more stuff to be uh, shooting and looting.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I, you know, that's it. We got it. I'm super happy about that. Um, it's basically designed for level 50 players. And it says you can go it solo, but they don't recommend it because you probably will get your ass handed. You. Yeah, they say
1: it's made for four-player four, op, four player co-op uh, featuring level 50 players. So get yeah. your, um you know, <laughs> stats up by the time you think that you're going to tackle anything.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so we'll probably go a little bit deeper into this when we do our Star Warriors podcast, which got delayed a bit, but... We're gonna, we will be doing that soon, guys. But, um, Star Wars news, uh, Benioff and Weiss exit the Star Wars trilogy, um, to instead work on Netflix projects.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I did you read the articles? On I've, that? I've, I've heard, I've heard what you've, what we've spoken about in the Star Warriors, um, our little group there. I've read some things. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, from what, okay. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the control that Disney wants over star Wars first and how I've kind of, you know, this kind of goes into like, um, the, the filming of solo too. Cause I think that's kind of where they started to draw the line. Um, first with Colin Trevorrow, cause he's a, he's a numb nuts, but, um,
0: well, just right.
1: yeah, Josh, that's right. Even John, yeah, that's right, with the Boba Fett movie. So, um, a lot of creators are not really appreciative of Disney Lucasfilm uh, having full creative control over the movies. But um, you know what? This would have happened if George Lucas was in charge too. So uh, you can't. I get that people want to go and do their own thing, but Star Wars is also something where it's very volatile. Where if you do the wrong thing, the fan the fans will probably um, you know torch and pitchfork your ass but um yeah i i get it i do as as a star wars fan who you know over the years they give you very little and everything was approved by the maker and and it was like yeah this has to happen this way xyz has to happen in this because this is what i want that's that's star wars to me it it it, it, it just can't be a free-for-all
0: not the wild west like it was during the legends or eu Um.
1: but that's not true either because every single thing george lucas said this this and this will happen in this story make it happen whatever else you want to do fine but this is the direction you need to take it george lucas still had control over the eu no matter what people want to say it's that's not true and i've read a lot of that this week too that that's people who don't know what they're talking about it pisses me off because all that stuff was approved by Lucas. Yeah, they had a little more creative rights, but he still said what had to happen.
0: Yeah. I think what's going on here is it's not even like, sorry, maybe Wild West isn't the best term for I guess like they had a little bit more freedom. There wasn't a story group. Um, And there wasn't... Wasn't there
1: though? I thought Pablo I thought Pablo...
0: No, I no, thought he was, that time, I thought there
1: was always a story group. Or was George Lucas just the story group? I think it was George Lucas.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And like maybe Dave Filoni and a couple people, but I thought like, that Pablo guy had a if, big if thing. Pablo Hidalgo yeah, has he's been a um a curator mm-hmm. of Star Wars knowledge, um, specifically like on those dictionaries and the art books and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Like that's that's P- Hidalgo, but I guess, like, really, this is more about the fact that these guys um, got the Star Wars gig. Then Netflix dumped an ungodly amount of money. I mean, almost a billion dollars on them. And and then they said that they would be able to do both, though Netflix said, well, if you're working on the Netflix project, you can't work on Star Wars at the same Mm -hmm. time. And they thought that they could do it, and they couldn't. So I think... To me, it sounds like two guys who got all that money and just said "screw you, Star Wars." And at the same time, and they said "screw you, Game of Thrones" because we got Star Wars.
1: Uh, yeah, more. I also see. You know, they they took a lot of shit from the fans for Game of Thrones. Why would you want to go into yeah, an even more to toxic anymore. pool of yeah. fandom? Right. Why would you want to like? open yourself up to that. You know what I mean? Even though I think they could have done a really good job. And, you know, as usual, they came right out and said, this is what we were working on, you know, um, because now they can say it uh, without any kind of ramifications. It's like, all right, yeah, we knew what was coming. We knew what you got hired for. We would have probably liked it. But, you know, it is a tough market out there. Yeah.
0: So anyways, they're gone. Um, And hopefully someone good Dave Filoni comes Please. in and, and decides to do something. Please,
1: uh, I'll take this uh, because I watched a nice little interview with Ewan McGregor on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Um, you know, talking about Obi Wan, and um, you know, it's been more and more of this has been coming out uh, that Obi Wan was originally planned as a movie. Uh, it's been in the, all this has been in the works for years. Um, Ewan has known about it for years, and he's had to lie to everybody. Um, which we basically knew as well. Um, so it's not like Disney wasn't planning; they were trying to come up with the right. Because we had the Obi Wan, maybe a Star Wars movie coming. That all fell apart for some reason. We knew why, but you know, the Star Wars, those Star Wars stories, and movies were better, anyhow. Um, but if everything's going to fall on Disney Plus, they can really kind of flesh things out. You know, fuck, I'd rather take that. Yeah, me too. Um,
0: and then we got a trailer for the Mandalorian, which awesome, awesome. Just you know, it wasn't even long. I think it was two minutes. Um, but we did get to see all the characters, which is great, and more of the vibe. And you know, as you got it comes out in uh, eleven days from that's today, that's it. And um, we've got Rise of Skywalker in forty nine days or forty eight days, and from time of this recording. Yep. And then Jedi Fallen Order is in a couple of weeks.
1: So that's right. All Star the Star Wars. Wars. All of it is coming right now. It's going to be an amazing end of the year. Absolutely. Um, so what time is it though?: It is time for the pursuit of plastic. Toy enthusiasts, uh, first up today. Storm collectibles uh, makers of some really amazing toys from uh, Street Fighter Mortal Kombat all these really cool um, one twelve you know scale uh, figures they're making golden Axe figures now this cracks me up because we've seen these for a couple months now they're awesome looking um, they 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 come riding on you know the, the dress the beasts, the beasts yeah. that they ride in the games and whatnot so last night my 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 youngest nephew he dressed as as like a a barbarian riding a dragon. I was like, this kid is straight out of golden axe. <laughs> and that's like was <laughs> cracking me up. So it made me think of that. But um yeah, if you're a big fan of those uh of those games, uh yeah. Those storm collectibles are awesome. Higher price collectibles, but definitely worth it. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh next up, Sideshow is releasing a beautiful black widow statue. Uh you know, it's it it is a pricey collectible at four hundred twenty dollars, but Um, you can't beat these premium formats (laughs) Uh, collectibles from from Sideshow.
0: Yeah, and it's they've been doing it for a little while now with the Avengers. I think it's their Avengers Assemble line or something. Mm -hmm. So like Black uh, Panther has one, and Captain America, etc. Hulk has sweet one. So yeah, four hundred twenty bucks. But you know, depends on what kind of collector you are.
1: That's right. That's right. That's why we. uh, That's why we we talked to all levels of collectors here at, at pursuit of plastic. Thanks. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, NECA, uh, has announced a, the creep from creep show. Uh, this will be based on the, the new, uh, anthology show on shutter. Uh, it, it is one of their seven inch cloth action figures. It's cool. Um, comes with the creep show comic, all that cool stuff. So, eh, very nice.
0: Yeah. I actually like, this. I'll probably get this one.
1: I think. It's- yeah, it's, very cool, cool looking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last up, Mesco announced this week the previews exclusive Harley Quinn. Um, I don't like it, but whatever. It goes, <laughs> it goes along with, I don't care, because we got the classic looking one. Um, and that's all I wanted. Even though I think that maybe like a roller derby one would have been more appropriate for, uh, you know, the more modern day Harley Quinn but they're giving us something to go along with their punk joker. Yeah. Um, whatever it's out there guys. If you want to take a look at it, pick that one up. The only thing I do like about it is, is kind of her costume is, is neat. So
0: it is, it's just, I don't, I just don't care.
1: No, there's no need for it. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so you can find us on all social medias at DFA towel or don't forget the towel. Um, Facebook Twitter Instagram all that fun stuff um, we are still looking for contributors so if you are interested in doing some toy photography um, writing articles reviewing things going to conventions etc please don't hesitate to reach out to us either on social media air or uh, don't forget to tell one at gmail.com so yeah, this is Casey saying uh, go back Hollowed Issue 2 on Kickstarter.
1: <laughs> you guys should. There's some amazing stuff coming out of d Comics. Exactly. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.